Oh, kia ora koutou katoa and welcome to the Kaka. This is a special one because it's always a special day when the Reserve Bank does something with interest rates. And today is the first time in 22 years the Reserve Bank has put up the official cash rate by 50 basis points to 1.5%. So I thought it would be useful to talk to some long-time interest rate economy watchers uh, in Jared Kerr from Kiwi Bank. Welcome in, Jared. Kia ora. And David McLeish from uh, Fisher Funds. David, great to see you again. Hi, Bernard. Nice to see you too. Great. So let's uh, crack into it. The debate was, was it going to be 25 or 50? Jared, what did you think of the 50, but also the discussion around that decision? Yeah, look, the central banks clearly decided to front load um, their interest rate hikes and, and get back to neutral very quickly. Um, by delivering a 50 today. That, that surprised us. We thought they'd be a bit more surgical and continue, uh, their 25 basis point moves, but they're clearly threatened, um, by the rise in inflation and inflation expectations and have decided to front load basically and try and get ahead of the curve. And they did that today. So the Reserve Bank also, um, said that it was, it saw its interest rate track consistent with its February uh, forecast. Remember, we're in a in-between decision, if you like, uh, unlike in the quarterly monetary policy statements where we get a full set of forecasts. In this one, we get a statement from the Reserve Bank and some uh, a recording of the meeting minutes. So, David, uh, what did you think about the Reserve Bank's comments about uh, how it saw its official cash rate track and how that relates to what the markets are saying? Yeah, it was very interesting. I think that was probably the the most um, surprising piece of news that we got. And as you well point out, we only get really about two pages of supporting information when it comes to uh, monetary policy reviews. Uh, but they still mentioned inflation or high inflation 21 times, um, which is quite a lot in a very short uh, passage of, uh, of 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 written prose. And um, you know, so we clearly know why they why they decided to take the 50 basis point leap. Um, but as I said, yeah, definitely the, the less expected um, uh, piece of information we digest was, was definitely that they were comfortable with was still that that what we thought would be out of date track for the official cash rate. So just to be clear, what that really means is is that um, going into the, the release at two o'clock today, the, the market, the interest rate market was uh, expecting the official cash rate to peak out at about four and a quarter percent. Um, and, uh, their track was for it to, to peak at only 3.35%. So, um, quite a lot lower than where the market had got to ahead of the release. And what we've seen in the, on, you know, on the response to that is that obviously interest rates are now starting to fall and, and the market's expectations are now starting to come back down to be in line with the Reserve Bank. Yowza. So, so we've had a 50 basis point hike, but the markets are looking at it and go, ooh, that's quite a dovish decision. Very, very. <laughs> So the weird thing is that actually market interest rates, so the 90-day bills and the one-year swaps and the two-year swaps, which are what mortgage rates are based on, have actually today dropped a bit. Is that right? Yeah, Jared, you'll be able to tell us that probably yeah. better from, from a mortgage perspective being at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the swap rates today have fallen uh, 10 to 15 basis points um, across the curve, which, you know, I was somewhat surprised by. But as, as David points out, it's about that terminal rate that the market had got ahead of itself, um, thinking about a, 
a 4% plus terminal rate and the Reserve Bank, you know, reiterating that that OCR tracker theirs is still roughly about right, uh, in at three and a, three and a quarter. Um, so yeah, we saw quite a decent move in, in swap rates today to the, to the downside. I'm just, try, um, I'm just trying to get my head around how the Reserve Bank can say we're going to get inflation of over 7%. This year, which is quite a bit higher from memory than their February forecast, but at the same time they can keep their official cash rate track at that three and a quarter or so. Does that mean that they've downgraded their growth forecasts or other bits and pieces? I think it means they're front loading, so they're mm. pulling forward um, rate hikes. So the more you do today, the harder you go now. The idea is the the less you'll have to do later on. Um, and the market was clearly signalling that you know they'd have to keep doing a lot more um, if they just keep going at at twenty fives. So, yeah. um, so I think that's right, Jared. I mean that that the, the comment that stood out there was that stitch in time approach that they talked about at the end of the release, and that suggests that they're kind of trading off between doing more sooner and then having to do uh, less in the future or have a lower end point to the to the official cash rate in future quarters. Do you think um, the 50 basis points today and the signal about sticking with the three and a quarter or so, uh, is that going to be enough to change inflation expectations, David? Yes, I actually think it is um, because I actually think I'm a little bit controversial in this uh, area. I think inflation expectations are largely driven by um, previous near-term outcomes of inflation. And so what are the things that will actually impact inflation, in my opinion, as well? The the most recent inflation prints that we've had have been largely dominated by uh, supply chain issues and things that are really beyond the Reserve Bank's own control anyway. Um, And I actually do see over the course of the rest of the year that we will or have already reached a peak in inflation, uh, maybe this coming quarter, and that actually that will start to fall back away. And that in itself will obviously then drive inflation expectations back down because the uh, the, the near-term realised inflation rate will be um, tracking lower again. So, Jared, do you think this is the peak for inflation? Yeah, we do. We think inflation peaks at 7%. Uh, as David said, a lot of that is tradables, uh, imported inflation that's coming through from commodity prices and, and clogged supply chains. Um, we think a lot of that peaks right now. Um, so we'll wake up to an inflation rate probably around 3 4% this time next year, which is great when you compare it to the 7% we're looking at now. Um, but it's, it is disinflationary and, and it is um, still well above the Reserve Bank's target band. So there is a lot of domestically generated inflation coming through as well. Yeah, we got some numbers out this morning talking about food and rents, showing um, the fastest food inflation in a decade and uh, some measures of rents up around that five six percent mark. Um, you know how how just for the the layman and woman out there, how much of this inflation do you think is about strong demand in New Zealand and pricing decisions in New Zealand versus commodity prices? supply chain problems overseas? I'd simplify it and say about half-half. Um, I'd say half of, of uh, you know, the, the inflation we're seeing coming through on the tradable side. Um, that's running at uh, close to 7% already. And then the domestically generated inflation is running at over 5%. Um, so we're getting some quite broad-based ba- broad inflation coming through domestically. 
but a lot of the shock that we're seeing has come through um, from offshore. And, um, you know, we, we look at the business uh, surveys with, with quite a keen uh, eye and most businesses are concerned about profitability and the, and the ability to pass on inflation, but they are all saying that they're going to pass on uh, higher costs. Uh, David, I'm just, just thinking um, down the track a year or two's time, uh, do you do you think the Reserve Bank will actually get up to that three and a quarter? Because there is an argument that says there's some automatic stabilisers at work here with higher energy, food, rent and other costs, plus the increase in mortgage rates, which has already happened on the fixed side of things, that in a way, um, by the time we get to the end of this year, early next year, the Reserve Bank may find that things have cooled off a lot more, there's a lot more sort of feedback loops from the tightening and the high prices, the demand destruction, which mean that the Reserve Bank might not have to go that high. Just give me one second, Bernard. I'll just get out my crystal ball. <laughs> uh, uh, no, you, you, it is a very difficult question to answer, as you well know. Um, my gut feel is that, yeah, I think you're right, is that there will be a number of other contributing factors which um, – become much more prevalent as interest rates rise. And I think the sensitivity most specifically that our economy has to higher interest rates has increased over time. Um, that's not least because of just simply a higher debt burden, especially at the household level, but I certainly think our sensitivity is, is very high. So if we then think about it in a historical context, well, what was the last hiking cycle that we saw? Well, we saw that in 2014. And the Reserve Bank at the time managed to get 100 basis points of hikes in before they had to reverse course and start cutting again. Now, again, I'm not saying that that's going to be, you know, that we're going to follow that exact trend, but certainly that 100 basis points back at the time, I remember, started to started to bite. And I think that, you know, <laughs> we, we start talking about multiples of that now. That's certainly going to bite. And I'd be surprised if we do fulfill those expectations. And, uh, Jared, you know, we've also got house prices that have fallen since November. And depending on uh, who you talk to, maybe a fall of 5 to 10% is in order. Uh, we've heard about the wealth effect on the way up, but um, I do wonder if there's a wealth effect on the way down, which is actually twice as big as the effect on the way, way up. We, we tend to react more badly to things, losing things than winning things. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And we're seeing that in the confidence surveys uh, at the moment, both consumers and businesses. I mean, business confidence also runs around with the, with the housing market, um, because a lot of small businesses are tied into, uh, residential. Um, and we've got a number of things working against the housing market at the moment. We've got higher interest rates. We've got all the, the regulatory changes, whether it's LVR restrictions or, um, you know, the threat of DTIs and and interest deductibility, triple CFA, all of these things are weighing on the housing market right now. And there absolutely is a wealth effect on the way up and on the way down. So we've revised down our growth forecast for this year um, to 3%. We did have a, a larger um, number, closer to 4%. And a lot of that is based on our expectations for consumption um, coming off. We think the household has, has been hit by, um, by all angles. Um, the one saving grace that we have is the fact that our labour market is so tight, our unemployment rate is so low and wages are rising. But, you know, that doesn't stop the fact that households are paying more 
uh, on their mortgages and they're paying more on petrol and, and, you know, other costs of living. Um, so yeah, our expectations for consumption have been shaved. And, uh, just, just finally, um, David first, um, what do you expect for the next time? And, um, what do you think, how do you think this might, uh, uh, affect people out there who are thinking of taking out a mortgage or maybe putting some money into a home deposit or something? Yeah. So I think, well, to answer the first question first, um, where do we go from here? I, I think it's very likely we get another 50 basis point hike in May. Uh, I think that I think the Reserve Bank clearly kind of made a, a pretty important hat tip to that, saying that the OCR was still stimulatory right now, and and that they needed to get to that neutral rate that uh, that, that Jared was talking about earlier. So I think 50 is coming down the pike, um, but also you know a lot of that is already. Is already priced by the market. Um, again, markets are forward-looking, and I do think they will become a lot more considered in their approach once they get to that two percent uh, level of, of OCR, which I think they believe is, is kind of that neutral rate where it's neither contractionary nor expansionary on the on the economy, and then they can reassess from there, and it gives them that flexibility. As to what people do with that information, well, um, you know, we've clearly seen a pretty robust sort of fixing cycle, which is people looking to to take out mortgages that are fixed for one, two, three years uh, into the future, uh, and that's because of this uncertainty. I would say that at the margin, today's news will probably give people a little bit more confidence that they don't need to fix for, for two, three years and pay high premiums above the current sort of running official cash rate, um, but I think it's probably at the margin. Again, we're talking around, you know, really financial markets heavy uh, types of information here, which I don't think the average uh, um, mortgage payer actually probably thinks too much about. They think a little bit longer term around you know, incomings, outgoings of their of their own balance sheet, um, but maybe at the margin. Yeah, I'm doing my bit to make it um, must-see TV and, and to get people talking about it at the dinner time. Good on you. <laughs> Uh, Jared, uh, what do you reckon next time up and what do, what do you think it might mean generally for mortgage and deposit rates? Yeah, I agree with, um, with David. Uh, we're, we're expecting a, another 50, um, in May as, as the central bank said, they want to get to neutral pretty quickly and neutral is 2%. Uh, from there, they'll be more considered, I think. Um, uh, but we think that they'll have a, a crack at each meeting, um, this year, which means they get the cash rate to 3%. By the end of the year, um, and that is one of the, the fastest uh, tightening cycles we've seen in a very long time, um, and that's a, a lot of uh, contractionary force coming through uh, to the Kiwi households over this over this coming year. So, yes, another 50 basis points I think is baked in for May. Um, that'll push mortgage rates even higher. Um, and I think we'll end the year with mortgage rates, you know, all with a five handle rather than uh, in the fours that we're seeing at the moment. There's still upside to come um, on on mortgage rates from here. And touch touch wood, nothing else changes. No more wars, no more variants. Um, and I hope you both uh, go out there and enjoy the orange at midnight tonight. <laughs> go into a crowded bar with a with a mask on. Anyway, wonderful to have you both. Thank you so much, uh, David McLeish from Fisher Funds. And Jared Kerr from Kiwi Bank. I'm Bernard Hickey uh, with the Kaka. Um, Kakite Ano. It's Wednesday, the 13th of April, just after five o'clock.